0: And welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV advertisements that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Al, and I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with your other co-host, Courtney. Oh, Courtney, Courtney. Is that a
1: Dracula accent? I detect. Wah,
0: wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah,
1: wah. <laughs> so while Luigi's here, really too? more of a the Count from <laughs> oh. Sesame Street. I want to count your co-host. One co-host. <laughs> ha, 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 I guess we're still in the Halloween vibes. Or are we? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Well. Well.
0: This isn't anything to do. Okay, okay. This episode has nothing to do with that Well, one.
1: that's fine, because we're Halloween-y. I bought some pumpkins yesterday. Oh, well, damn. They're orange. I'm not gonna... I mean, I'll brag about it. That's the color that pumpkins <laughs> often are. Some of them were, like, white and green, and a darker orange. Wow. <laughs> compelling stuff. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know what else is just as compelling as my pumpkin story? What? Your ad creep. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, we'll see. You, okay. can, you can let me know. <laughs> okay. Whew. Back in July, an Oregon woman named Karen Taylor.
1: Wait, July like 2021? 2021.
0: Wow. Yeah. An Oregon woman named Karen Taylor was rightfully skewered online <clears throat> for attempting to claim the title of Queen of Kanji.
1: Oh, <gasps> oh. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends who are just who heard that and the 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 hairs on the nape of their neck just stood straight up. Understandable. Karima, this one's for you. <laughs> In a blog
0: post with the headline, How I Discovered the Miracle of Kanji and Improved It, on the website of her company, Breakfast Cure, Taylor claimed to have modernized kanji for the Western palate, creating a $15 (laughs) per pack breakfast that, quote, doesn't seem foreign.
1: First of all, first of all, I am a fucking huge kanji fan and i i are you a huge kanji fan i'm not a huge kanji fan because it, i have a texture thing oh yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. but a mutual
0: friend of ours oh yeah used to love making and eating kanji and i <sighs> would experience the joy through him
1: it's it's a it's a perfect meal it sticks to your bones it's fulfilling it, it fills your soul but you can just put like whatever you want in it <sighs> i love a egg i love an egg in a konji that you know
0: I would say that sounds good, but again, I do have a texture. Yeah, thing. <laughs> uh But I would like—I would like to like it. Yeah. If it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but not enough to buy this white woman's fifteen
0: dollars. <laughs> Absolutely not enough. Porridge? If I was gonna have kanji, it would yeah. not be this one. Ugh. Um, As a response, blogger Jen Fang clearly laid out in a Twitter thread why it was offensive for anyone to try and reinterpret kanji by framing the traditional version as gross and icky and imply or outright state that their reinterpretations will save it in some way by making it better or easier for white folks.
1: This is like a weird form of white saviorism. uh, (laughs) Let me rescue your food. (laughs) Your bad
0: food. It's not bad. You're bad. bad. (laughs)
1: Oh, all I want is congee now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Listen, we're going to talk about a lot Uh, of different foods. Are we? Okay. Well, a few. Okay.
0: So many scathing articles urged Taylor to apologize for her overstep. She did apologize, but continues to sell the overpriced cultural knockoff. (sighs) <sighs> Whether Karen Taylor understands and acknowledges that her white womanhood allowed her to capitalize on a legacy of colonialism, I can't say. But as we all know, white people stealing cuisine ideas that other cultures have been using as a staple for centuries is extremely common and older than sin.
1: Ooh, this is gonna get good, because I can think of a couple of them. You're not gonna think of this one. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm excited about where we're going. In 1850. Ooh, wow. A Texas man
0: named Gail <gasps> Borden Jr., oh, Gale. who ran one of the first newspapers in the territory during the Texas Revolution,
1: in the territory. Mm-hmm. Wow! He filed
0: a patent for a product he called portable soup bread. <laughs> 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 you like
1: that? It's just a cracker. No, is a crack. I'm no? going to tell you about okay. it. Okay.
0: In his patent filing, he says. <clears throat> I do not claim the extract of flesh made into what is known as portable soup, <laughs> but I claim the new and useful manufacture of desiccated soup bread, formed of the concentrated extract of alimentary animal substances. Oh, a
1: bouillon cube!
0: Combined with vegetable flour or meal,
1: yeah, made
0: into cakes and baked into bread in the manner substantially as herein described, for the purpose set forth.
1: Wait, this is like a bouillon cube bread. This is one of the most valuable
0: inventions that has ever been brought forward and will be the means of enabling travelers and mariners to enjoy both vegetable and flesh in a most (laughs) dainty dish at any moment. And what is better, a traveler may carry a month's provision in a small tin case. Oh, wow. It is now used exclusively by
1: Texan vessels sailing from Galveston. Wow. Wow, 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 Texas. Do you like that? I did. I loved your it wasn't a texas accent no it wasn't a, it was just a, a hoity-toity man but i did feel i did feel the whiteness the whiteness. oh good 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 was, i just
0: was... reached deep and down inside myself and pulled out all my natural whiteness. oh it's, it's here it's here baby <laughs> it's here it's right here in two chairs oh scientific american described this as an invention of the first importance both to our own country and it may be said to the whole human race oh wow The invention was a way to preserve meat that was inspired largely by Pemmican, an indigenous dish that sees dried meat ground into a powder and mixed with a form of animal fat and optional fruit in order to create a long-lasting filling foodstuff.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. So this guy was, like, looking. He's looking. And he's like, wow, what are you making? Soup bread? And they're like, no, this, no, it's not soup bread, please. He's like, what do you got there, soup bread? It's a real Ted Lasso vibe. <laughs> and then he steals it from them. It's super to me. And then he markets it. And then he says, this, I am a fucking genius. <laughs> this is a tale as old as time. It really is. Oh, boy. oh um, boy. I will say online searches
0: for pemmican are currently dominated by weird survivalists and paleo diet freaks. Oh no. But there are also indigenous owned companies that sell products with recipes derived from and inspired by traditional pemmican, such as Tanka Bar, created yeah. by Carleen Hunter and Mark Tilson of Pine Ridge. Mm. Which I've looked at their website and it looks delicious.
1: Yes. Can I also talk about another indigenous bread that I enjoy? And you do too. Please. Bannock.
0: We love Bannock oh, in this house. Very good. It's yes. really good. There
1: is a Bannock truck that is sometimes drives around and has um, Bannock uh, corn dogs. Instead of the corn part, it's a Bannock. I had one of those. It was so good. So good. So good. So good. So. So. Was Borden's Portable Soup Biscuit
0: successful? No, they tasted bad, and it bankrupted him. Good. <laughs> he had invested $1.8 million in 2019 dollars. <laughs> That's some big white man energy. Yeah. Uh, but the taste and texture left much to be desired, with oh, one boy. Navy doctor saying that they tasted absolutely disgusting, something yeah. like melted glue and molasses.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Additionally, the U.S. Army concluded that the meat biscuits failed to slake hunger and even made people ill. But he did sell an order to Alicia Kent Kane, who brought the biscuits along on the expedition to rescue John Franklin and discover <gasps> the fate of the Terror and the Erebus in their search for a Northwest Passage,
1: like on that TV show. Oh, <laughs> another hubris. <laughs> More Where hubris. have, you have, uh, you have uh, indigenous peoples of the area saying, hey, maybe don't, don't do, do this. That. And they're like, but we have to bring a piano on our journey. <laughs> this is a big hubris episode. Yeah. <laughs> big white hubris?
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But Borden continued to experiment in the realm of food preservation. Okay. He stated his goal as such. I mean to put a potato into a pillbox, a pumpkin into a tablespoon, the biggest sort of watermelon into a saucer. The Turks made acres of roses into attar of roses, and I intend to make attar of everything.
1: (laughs) Okay, I like this guy. (laughs) He's a weirdo. He's a freak. He is. (laughs) He's a real freak. He just likes really tiny food. You know, you know the they make the little food for the hamster. He has a hamster, <laughs> and he's like, I gotta make food for my little I hamster. Make, I gotta
0: get a watermelon in this fucking saucer. Oh wow! His new invention, though, was the one that would really hit the sweet spot. Okay, milk is a living fluid, which, as soon as drawn from the cow, begins Ew. to die, change, oh. and decompose. Ew. Borden wrote in 1856.
1: Borden, you're a freak. Borden, you're a freak.
0: <laughs> he was cousins with Lizzie Borden, by the way. Oh,
1: really? So, you know, it's in their blood. <laughs> they get a little freaky every once in a while. With the use of a
0: vacuum pan, okay. about eight years before Louis Pasteur hit the scene,
1: oh, Borden
0: created the first preserved version of that creamy white stuff in the form of condensed milk.
1: <gasps> oh! Oh, mm-hmm. I love that shit. It's good. It hurts my tum-tum real bad. Put that
0: in coffee. Oh, yeah. Vietnamese coffee. So good.
1: Yeah, I love it in a key lime pie.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Okay, so he did this. He the, did this thing. The, 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 the white man, they can fool around with milk. Yeah, you have yeah, the milk. We have That's the, fine. We have, the one thing cuisine we have is milk. <laughs> it's, As hoid as us. It looks like us. It has our vibes. It it causes much of the world's stomach aches. Yeah. (laughs) So it's fitting. For us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was an immediate hit. Yeah. After a move to New York and a chance meeting with a friendly financier on a train, the two formed the New York Condensed
1: Milk Company. Remember you just meet a guy on a train? Yeah, you want to form a company? Let's do this. I made milk taste real good. I got a great idea. You got money. What could go wrong? I got a gallon of milk, and I turned it into a tablespoon of milk. (laughs) I made less milk. I made less milk, but it tastes great. So good. (laughs) But what
0: really made Borden's milk money? (laughs) Sorry. That sounded
1: nasty. (laughs) What? Milk money. Milk money. That's what I get after I ejaculate on (laughs) the loony.
0: Milk money, that's what I
1: make on OnlyFans. (laughs) That's better, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So what really made Borden's milk money was a deal to supply the Union Army at the outbreak of the American Civil War. Okay.
1: We got to feed these milk-fed boys (laughs) more More milk. milk. (laughs) And this milk
0: keeps. Wow. Even after opening multiple factories, he was barely able to keep up with
1: demand. Yeah, because there's a lot of soldiers. Yeah. Who needed that thick that thick st- white stuff thick milk <laughs> it is just thick milk it's thick milk it's more than homo milk Yeah. homo milk is what three percent
0: yeah it's like a thick sweet milk
1: i guess oh our friends south of the border south of border don't know homo milk by the way oh they don't no Mogenized? it is the gay milk no it, oh it's the gay milk the gay milk sorry the gay, thick milk
0: The the thick gay milk that us gays love to
1: drink, wink. Comes from our teats.
0: (laughs) Nothing's coming from my teats.
1: They're trying. (laughs) These babies are dry. Like everything else. Yep. Oh. (laughs) How dare you?
0: After Uh, the war, the name of the product was changed to Eagle Brand Condensed
1: Milk. Oh, I love that shit.
0: Yeah. And upon the death of its creator, the company was renamed Borden Dairy Company.
1: That's not as good. No.
0: No. Gail Borden Jr. didn't have any more miraculous inventions that chased the game, but he did have an idea for a giant refrigerator to hold people who contract yellow fever as a means to cure the viral mosquito-borne disease.
1: (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. What? (laughs) Okay. When you get sick, you put it in a refrigerator?
0: Yeah. Gail Borden Jr. had a real bone to pick with yellow fever because it took his mother, his wife, and his son.
1: He's got a Batman situation. And he thought, hey, if I could just put
0: these fuckers in a refrigerator and uh, take them out in a week, they'll be good as new. I
1: guess so. <laughs> I guess. No, it's viral. Oh, my
0: God. Uh, Look, if you get
1: the body real cold, the viruses don't want to stay in they there. They don't
0: want to. They're, they're going to just, they're yeah. going to bounce. Okay.
1: <laughs> they're going to bounce. Just why don't you cover them in a thick, the thick milk?
0: Yeah. No. 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 No, no, no. But uh, his giant refrigerator never amounted to anything.
1: Was this before refrigeration was a thing? No, it was like while they were. Oh, while was it was like Okay, while they were. Figuring, okay. Because if he invented the refrigerator because he wanted to put people <laughs> in it. God. Cannot excuse the fucking appropriation of pemmican, but I will give him points for a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: so, what wonders could Borden Dairy possibly have left for us with its main weird guy dead and gone? Oh, wow. In 1936, <gasps> Borden Dairy found a new face by the name of Elsie the Cow.
1: Elsie?
0: The mascot was created by the company's advertising agency led by marketer William David Reed with the intention of making the brand more friendly and approachable, which probably had nothing to do with the milk strikes being used by farmers to create pressure against large companies like Borden in order to demand better pay. Uh Uh-oh. Whoops. (laughs) Whoopsie. Three years later, in 1939, with federal regulations making conditions yet worse for farmers, Elsie would be the star of a little event called the New York World's Fair.
1: (gasps) Oh, she's (laughs) here! Ladies and gentlemen, oh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Welcome to the trilon in the Perisphere. Elsie the cow. Oh wow. Walt Disney's here and she he's like, Wow. Wow. A cow? You kidding me? Groundbreaking. Forget forget Lincoln standing up. Forget <laughs> it's a small world. We got a cow. We got a cow here, baby. Wow, wow, wow.
0: So a live bovine Elsie made her debut along with the Rotolactor, A machine developed by Borden Dairy to milk one hundred and fifty cows at once on a rotating platform. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of suck. <laughs> it is indeed.
1: Have you ever been to a cow factory?
0: I've been to a dairy farm.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> they like do, it. They do do a lot of sucking there. It was yucky. It is.
0: <laughs> to me, it was yucky. Yeah.
1: We went, there was a lot of dairy farming around when I, where I grew up. The weirdest thing is they put the sucker on the teats. Mm-hmm. And it, it suck of the milk, and you see it go through the machine. And then later on, you, it spits out in little bags. Oh, and then no. You- well, because Ontario, we had bagged milk. Yeah. But it was like little child-sized bags. And so we're watching the teats getting sucked, and we are we got our little bags of milk. Oh, no. We got a little Capri Sun straw, and we're just sucking her down. I, ha- I was at a dairy farm. I got an ice cream, yeah. and I
0: looked at the cows, and I felt deeply, deeply, deeply sad. Yeah. And then I said I was going to go vegan, and that did not last.
1: <laughs> I mean, the idea was there. Out of sight, out of mind.
0: Oh, boy. Well, we'll see. According to Borden's website, seven hostesses were trained to answer every scientific question about the (laughs) rotolactyl and keep logs of the questions most often asked. How it work. Well. How much
1: suck. (laughs) If I, hey, what if I... If I got on there. You know? (laughs) (laughs) If I got on that bad boy. What if, how much? After? What? Could it? Al, you're you're keep go you're you're keeping to push on this ad creep. I got a lot more questions. And are they, what are they? <laughs> Can may I finish? Please. No, that's one of my questions. Oh, <laughs> not into the machine, please. Okay. <laughs> Milk goes in there.
0: Yeah. Oh God, you heathen. Me. After the first month, the tally was 20% were questions about the rotolactor. Okay. 20% were about the location of the restrooms. <laughs> and 60% were about which of the 150 cows was Elsie. Elsie,
1: that sounds about right. Elsie's <laughs> whoever you want, baby. Well, the cow
0: chosen as Elsie was said to have stood out from the others. Why? She seemed to make eye contact <laughs> and have a real personality. When I milk, that's what I do too. As well as being <laughs> in possession of big, bright eyes and particularly Aww. perky ears. Aww,
1: and perky tits too. <laughs> Apparently, wow! After this milking, I love a Jersey. Was she? Did they say what kind of cow she was? I love a Jersey cow. I think she I'm was. Saying. I think she was a Jersey. Yeah, yeah. they got those big eyes. Mm. Oh God, I want to kiss them. Well, right on their eyes. No, <laughs> don't. For
0: the rest of the fair season, this cow, dressed in an embroidered green blanket was put alone on the rotolactor twice a day for all oh, to behold.
1: Wow. It's just like Disneyland.
0: It's just like Disneyland. <laughs> There's a cow on the rotolactor. I want to know where the bathrooms are. It's all, it's all as it should I be. I got an
1: upset, tummy. Ate too much ice cream.
0: <laughs> um, before we talk more about Elsie, I would just love to tell you about some of the highlights of the 1939 World's Fair. I
1: would love nothing more. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Obviously, this is a Robert Moses joint. Yeah, he was like, "Check out that giant ash dump in Queens. Love That's it. where we're gonna do this." Uh-huh. Uh huh. That location is now Flushing Meadows Park.
1: <laughs> sure is.
0: Just like the Simpsons. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. While scientists like Albert Einstein and Harold Urey wanted to see the fair dedicated to scientific progress and process, the PR team knew that it was better focused as a way for people to sell you things. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> process of science. No. no. Way.
0: Carl Sagan remembered from his five-year-old perspective of the fair
1: oh, wow. that
0: almost no real science was tacked onto the fair's exhibits, despite oh. the scientists' protests and their appeals to high principle. Okay,
1: five-year-old Carl Sagan. <laughs> you don't know jack shit.
0: You're five. It could have been Go look science. at the cow.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck that guy.
0: Mm. Howard Hughes flew a special World's Fair flight wow. around the world to promote the fair.
1: He sure did. <laughs>
0: Westinghouse's presentation featured Electro the Moto Man, <gasps> the seven foot tall robot that talked, what? differentiated colors, and even smoked cigarettes. And ate fucking crushed monster trucks. <laughs> wow. Other inventions included nylon fabric, the Viewmaster, and Centovision.
1: <gasps> <gasps> Centovision? Yeah, baby. Aww, we love it. Yeah. We love it. I love a World's Fair. Honestly, it's, just, it's trash. But I love it. It's hard not to get excited. About buying stuff? Yes.
0: Um, let me tell you about some of the pavilions from other countries that we had at the 1939, again, 1939 oh. World's Fair. Uh oh, uh, uh, uh oh. There was the Italian Pavilion with its bronze statue of Mussolini. Oh, yeah. The Jewish Palestine Pavilion. Yeah. The Polish Pavilion.
1: Oh, well, that didn't last long.
0: The USSR pavilion, which was only open for 1939 and then raised.
1: What? I wonder why. I don't know. I wonder why.
0: I can't say. <laughs> and the Japanese pavilion, which featured a mural dedicated to eternal peace and friendship between America and Japan.
1: That checks out actually. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> Man, 1939 was a real wild year. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, like, nothing appeasement is the way to go it's all gonna be great it's fine
0: (laughs) oh boy oh boy uh each day at the fair had a different theme for example may 18th 1939 was asbury park new jersey day oh no (laughs) you do not want to go then oh boy oh but in 1940 the theme for the rest of the fair was changed to for peace and freedom not sure why
1: that was the only statement the U.S. made in 1940. We believe in peace and freedom. That's what we want. But a very specific type. Nobody do anything to us. <laughs> also, no one do anything to us, and we're not going to give that to many of our citizens. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah,
0: yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, Just yeah, a
1: yeah. few. Hey, did you invent thick milk? You get freedom. You get freedom. <laughs> Everyone else, no. <laughs> uh, there was a poster
0: of Elsie the Cow declaring her pride in being an American.
1: Can, do cows have citizenship? This one does. Wow. Does she have a passport and everything?
0: I don't think oh, so. Oh,
1: <laughs> Elsie, enlists in the army. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so overall, the 1939 World's Fair promised a better, brighter, more advanced future with technological solutions to make life easier, as well as the rise of the middle class. Mm-hmm. For a report on how that went, I suggest listening to Amy Mann's 50 Years After the Fair from her 1993 album, Whatever. Would you like to hear some lyrics? Yeah,
1: I would.
0: 50 years after the fair, I live in Tomorrow Town. Even on a wing and a prayer, the future never came around. It hurts to even think of those days, the damage we do by the hopes that we raise. But how beautiful it was tomorrow. We'll never have a day of sorrow. We got through the 30s, but our belts were tight. Mm. We conceived of a future with no hope in sight. We've got decades ahead of us to get it right, I swear. 50 years after the fair.
1: Yeah, it's real dire, huh? It's pretty rough. Oof. That's fine. That's okay. That was the feeling hmm. going out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Just dire. Just dire. History? Mm. Bad. Bad. The present? Bad. The bad. future? Also bad. Yeah. That's our catchphrase here at AgCreave. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. So we know Elsie was a big deal at this fair. Yeah. But what was her real legacy?
1: Oh, well, I don't know.
0: Named by the cowards at Ad Age as one of their top 10 advertising icons of all time in the year 2000.
1: Did you just call out Ad Age? You're cowards. Yeah, because you didn't put us in your makeup. Feature us. <laughs> oh, we're
0: afraid. Oh, they're too gay. Oh, they're too trans.
1: <laughs> yeah, we called you out. <laughs> Be inclusive. <laughs> Check some boxes. <laughs> Tokenize us. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Uh, yeah, there was a time when Elsie was more well-known in America than Mickey Mouse. No. Yeah.
1: Wow. This cow. This cow, and baby. her teats? Wow.
0: She was more than just a cow. She was. She was also a mother. And a lover. Yeah, she had yeah. a husband. His name what? was Elmer. What? What?
1: What? what? <laughs> did they get cow married? They did
0: have a, they had a wedding.
1: They had a cow wedding. Um, did, does that mean they have a cow wedding night?
0: Well, they've got four children, so you tell me. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Um, Her husband, Elmer, was also in the advertising business alongside his wife, but for a different type of product. Do you know what it was? Glue? Oh, my God. Glue? Uh Uh-huh. That's Elmer, baby. (laughs) Of the glue. You just... The energy that you just put out (laughs) was like you just found out you were... I don't know.
1: <laughs> Found out I was a lottery winner. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a cow on the Elmer's yeah, glue. Yeah, that's her husband. Of the. Oh, wow. She put a ring on that hoof. <laughs> Elmer of the Elmer's glue fortune? <laughs> Elmer's old money. Oh, my God. Wow. I use that glue all the time. Yeah. That rubber cement, Mwah. It's made, But it's made out of his children. <laughs> Is what they don't tell you. Well,
0: actually, their glue was made of casein, which is a milk byproduct. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, they didn't need the hooves? Nope. That's incredible. It's not made of
0: animal products anymore, but it no. was originally made of milk.
1: Okay. Wow. So that's why you could eat it.
0: Yes, you can eat it. You can also put it all over your hand and wait till it dries and then peel it off.
1: Oh, that's why it's white? Because <laughs> it was had milk in it.
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: Wow. Elmer. <sighs>
0: Wow. Together, the two had four children. Daughter, Beulah, son, Beauregard, and twins, Larrabee and Lobelia.
1: That's really cute. The, I'm cheering for this family.
0: The positioning of Elsie as a wife and mother gave her maternal authority over consumers. Oh, no. An excellent article called, A Bovine Glamour Girl, Borden Milk, <laughs> Elsie the Cow, and the Convergence of Agriculture, Animals, and Gender at the 1939 <gasps> World's Fair. I want to read this. It's. I wish I could quote the entire thing, because it's very good. Oh,
1: is it, was it a, a, a article or it was
0: published in the fall 2014 issue of the journal of agricultural history
1: i want this is this on jstor uh i'll send you a link okay it's in the sources oh nice
0: in it author anna thompson hadstic describes elsie's depiction as an exaggerated reflection of human femininity heterosexual domestic bliss and motherhood that could introduce consumers to new technologies and business models that revolutionize the dairy industry wow it certainly helped fairgoers to connect emotionally with the roto which might otherwise have been, as Hashtag says, perceived as an unnatural merging of animal and machine, yeah. deeply rooted in Fordism.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like that term, Fordism. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Okay. And this doesn't make me feel as good anymore.
0: Yeah, we're gonna. It's we're taking a, a little turn. Oh boy. <laughs> Hashtag is right because of the nostalgic pastoral connotations of the dairy cow, which has long been seen as inherently feminine. Elsie's explicitly gendered persona helped usher in a new age of mechanized dairy farming in a way that made it feel safe and comfortable for consumers and stands out as one of the longest lasting legacies of the 1939 New York World's Fair's perspective on the future. The rotolactor, for its part, gave dairy farmers a way to increase the size of their herds while still being able to milk efficiently enough to make a profit. As a result, the feed management and land use needed to keep a larger number of cows has been a significant contributor to the rise of carbon emissions over time and the leading cause of deforestation.
1: And it hurts a lot of tummies. We drink a lot of milk. Shouldn't. We shouldn't be. It's bad for the tummy. It's bad for the tummy. Wow. She's a real, you know, (laughs) C-word. Cow? That (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this cow really fucked us, huh? While her
0: physical stand-in, a cow from Brooksfield, Massachusetts, named Yuldoo Lobelia,
1: Oh, okay.
0: Heart is back in it. Probably only contributed a small amount of carbon dioxide during her nine years on Earth. Yeah. Elsie's depiction of white motherhood and womanhood as the voice of authority was used to soften the mechanization of the dairy industry, mask the true cost of milk, and act as a beacon of bovine benediction, a golden calf leading us hand and hoof into the dystopian hell of a world struggling to keep cool.
1: Wow.
0: If only we had Gail Borden Jr.'s giant refrigerator now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we well, should have put us all in there. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> wow, that was good. Thank you. Are we gonna? Are we gonna see her? We're gonna
0: see a a <gasps> cartoon uh, oh, car- commercial with her and her son by I'm regard. So,
1: I have a lot of complicated feelings about this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> If you would like to see our sweet angel cow that (laughs) has caused so much damage on on this here earth, you can go into our sources in our uh, description that you could just click on right now or on our website at creeps.gay.
0: We'll return after these messages. Little does Elsie know that Beauregard is going after the chocolate milk.
1: Beauregard. Oh, Mom, yeah. I know Borden Dutch chocolate milk is a special treat, but mm. only one glass at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, ask your mom for Borden Dutch chocolate, made with rich, whole milk, in the brown carton with my picture on it. Remember, if it's Borden, it's got to be good. Welcome back to the show. I know that. I know that cow. You know this cow? Yeah. She she seems very familiar. Wow. She's yeah. very maternal. She's got some cleave too. She does have some you uh, see some otter. Should, <laughs> which is weird cuz it couldn't have it doesn't happen up there. No, it's not up there. It's, <laughs> I have a lot of complex feelings about this. We see the little cow. Yeah. He's really cute. And he puts... He wants some chocolate milk. <laughs> and he puts He wants to be a robber because he wants to be sneaky. So he puts a bandana over his little nose. And then his mom catches him and she goes, Uh, 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 chocolate milk is only one glass because it's too rich for you. And then he tumbles in a little flower patch. Uh, it's so cute. It's so cute, Al. <laughs> I'm like in
0: awe of how conflicted I I've, am. I've made you. It's
1: bad. It's it's tale as old as time. The things that we love create massive harm to the environment. Uh, like this cow. This cow has just done so many crimes. So many crimes. This cow. It is. When what year was this? What like the the ad? Oh. 1950s, 1970s. I
0: think this is from the 70s. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's furry fodder. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, 1972. Okay. And she actually is funny because her logo is very similar. Actually, the Elmer's glue cow also was very cartoony, I thought. (laughs) Yeah. And there are
0: ads with, like, the whole family in them. Really? Yeah. The early ones from the, like, 40s are more uh, in a cutout sort of thing where you're seeing pictures and you're hearing audio over it yeah, and the pictures okay. are moving like parallaxing a little but yeah
1: yeah this is cute but also but i love chocolate milk
0: i too love that well as a child i refused love. to drink non-chocolate milk
1: oh boy um the dentist had some things to say yeah, about that's it. a lot huh <laughs> do you remember how much milk we used to drink yeah like i don't think we drank a lot of water we drank a lot of we milk. We just would
0: drink milk. We and I just, never
1: like enjoyed it. I liked it. But
0: I... it was a thing that one that did.
1: We, I don't think do kids
0: drink milk anymore? I don't know. I I don't
1: s- think so. I think
0: I stopped drinking milk when I became like a teenager where I would have some if I was eating like cookies or something very chocolatey. Yeah. But um
1: I, I drank milk with dinner, I would say in big into my teens still. Really? Yeah, really. I think really. as soon as
0: people stopped serving me milk, I stopped asking for it Maybe because that's I, it. I, I, like I said, I only drank chocolate milk because I just didn't enjoy, like, the, I didn't like the taste of milk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but chocolate milk, obviously, I was, I loved. Oh, my um, God.
1: But- I haven't had a glass of milk in. Forever, yeah. Well, because it hurts. My it tongue hurts. Tongue. Yeah, first of it all, it hurts so bad. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, so there's yeah. that. Same. Um, uh,
0: you know, I'll drink cream in my coffee if it's available. But oh at, yeah, at home I drink um
1: oat cream. You do oat the oat. I do the
0: almond. Yeah, and I mean, plant based lactose alternatives aren't perfect either. They also no. have an environmental cost. Yes, especially a, almonds.
1: A cultural cost. Yes, um, but. In terms of water usage and CO2 emissions, yes, they are much better than the cow stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now that we talked about this, Zoomers don't drink milk. No. I'm going to establish that. Okay. Um, the only thing as a teacher I've seen Zoomers, the only thing they drink is bubble tea. Oh. With. Oh, yeah. Milky bubble tea. Have a fucking tea. bubble tea. Right? Every goddamn day. <laughs> These to be young and to be able to drink a first of all a giant frappuccino in the morning, right? Yeah. And then with lunch they all have bubble tea and it's the milky thick bubble teas. I gotta tell you, at sixteen, no, <sighs> no, I,
0: I just, I, I've just been diagnosed with all sort of colitis. I'm yeah. not drinking a fucking bubble tea, but now I want it so no, bad. It's so bad. But there are places where you can get bubble tea with uh, alternative oh, milk in yeah. them. Um,
1: oh, and you know what? Oh, bless. So I think, I think Elsie. Elsie, right? Yeah, Elsie. I think she's back. She's back. She's back, baby. Uh, And she's like, hey, these nut milks, they're everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. But can you trust them? (gasps) You know who you can trust? Me, a sexy cow lady. A milf. (laughs) Milk, I like to. I can't. (laughs) You can't? I like to. Get fresh. <laughs> <laughs> <With>. <laughs> so I think I think this is a promotional. Borden is doing like a promotional, like drink milk. Cause forget got, got milk. Yeah, That's it's like a, a milk milk council is back. Milk council is back, baby. And they know that nut milks are the new thing. Mm. They know that soy milk has been around for a long time. And they know people aren't drinking milk anymore with their dinners. No, never. So they're gonna send Elsie back, but they're gonna make her a milf. Her her little her little guys, they're all grown up. Baby.
0: Oh, are they like at college? Or? Yeah, they're
1: and um, Elmer divorced. It's oh that's absolutely. that over. He had bad vibes from the yeah, start. Look, but she took all that glue money. <gasps> yeah, she so did. She is here. Oh, she is ready to party, and she wants you to drink some thick stuff. (sighs) And I think we want to go back to the best form of the milk. Condensed. Yep, that thick stuff. Yes, Elsie. Yeah. And I think she wants to say, like, hey, let's talk about appropriation. That Vietnamese coffee, so good. (laughs) So she's coming back to appropriate other things. A hundred percent. Okay. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. Elsie's here
0: and she's improved (laughs) Vietnamese coffee and modernized it.
1: I hope you can all hear my air quotes. (laughs) That's exactly it. Perfect. And the white people, they love it. Oh, Oh, they love it. And she's going to be like, hey, why don't we put little tapioca balls in there? We'll call them. Oh, no. We'll call them. I don't know. What do the white people call it? Um, I think. I I don't know. Just balls. Balls. Brown balls. (laughs) Try Elsie's little brown balls.
0: (gasps) Ew. And then she sucks the bubble sucks tea with the, the little brown tea. balls, yeah. and she's like, "Ooh, yeah. I love just like the little called, brown balls." It can't
1: be called bubble tea. Okay. it could be con- it's condensed milk treats. <laughs> condensed milk drink. <laughs> condensed milk drink. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't like where I were I don't we're, like it at all. Too bad.
0: I don't like it. Sometimes we, usually when we redo an ad, yeah. we try to do a face turn.
1: Yeah, that's not a problem. You're I'm doing gonna make an turn. absolute heel but, turn here. Yes, yes. This is, look, the origin of this company is bad. <laughs> yeah. the, the effects of this company is also bad. So I'm... I'm not, I'm not going to say that this company is good. I'm going to say they're going to keep doing bad. <laughs> okay, I, I respect it. I, then, I don't like it, but I respect it. And then Elsie goes with her new boyfriend, Jeff Bezos. Because Grimes, she's out of here. Elsie's back. <laughs> and then Jeff, Jeff Bezos texts her, I love you, bovine cow. <laughs> exactly. Now Amazon's selling it. And it's just, it's just, it's kismet is what it is. Oh, Drink your dirty fucking thick milk, <laughs> perverts. <laughs> boy. I'll be over here with my oat cream. <laughs> oh boy. Now all I want is thick milk. And all I want is a local ad. I wanted to find an, a local ad that um, was my local dairy ad. Oh when I lived in Kelso, Washington. OK. And that is Tillamook. <gasps> Tillamook. Yeah. They do that ched. They do that ched, and they do do that good ice cream. Yeah. The really good ice cream. Um, So I just found a local ad, and we're going to watch it now. Yay. After these messages, with me,
0: right back. Tillamook? I can eat it any time. Better than everything. I even like it for dessert. I like ice
1: I like the flavor. It's creamy. It's thick. I love it really much. Tastes like cookies. Vanilla. Sometimes I like white. So sometimes I really like white bubblegum. I like you know the basics,
0: chocolate
1: and vanilla. The classics. They just don't die. Okay, so ironically... That was very topical, actually. (laughs) That's a lot of white kids talking about how much
0: they love white. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. (laughs) Like, really specifically, like... And also, I can't believe they got the um, child versions of Mumford and Sons in there.
1: <laughs> I was going to say the child versions of you and me.
0: <laughs> they are wearing very cute hats. They were. That that whole yeah. ad was child hipsters from top to bottom. Yeah,
1: hells yeah, hells yeah. Tellamuck is in central Oregon on the coast. And if you are lucky enough to visit, you can go in. You can see how the cheese is made. <laughs> Physically. As they say. And emotionally. And then you can try cheese at the end. Ooh. And you get them on little sticks. And you can get ice cream. And let me give you a little dairy-free hint, friends. Um, if you are lactose intolerant, like Chiboy, you can actually ask one of the Tillamook ice cream workers if they have dairy-free. And they look at you like you've said a real dirty word to them. <laughs> and then they, they say, let me check in back And they go in back for about 10 minutes. And then they have scoops of something on a cone for you. But they told you, don't tell anyone else I gave you this. (gasps) Because it's Tillamook country. It's all dairy, baby. Oh, boy. They gave me some mango sorbet, and I'm very proud of myself for eating it in the house that dairy built.
0: Yeah. Well, you come into my dairy farm, and you ask for dairy-free?
1: You're in a dairy. (laughs) Don't you know? (laughs) Anyway, these kids, they were really threatening. They were they had threatening auras and they said the word white a lot (laughs) and they were all white. (laughs) It's Oregon, man. I didn't like the energy. No, I didn't like the energy. Well, it matched this episode. Yeah, it really did. It was blessed. If you have a local dairy ad or any local ad, you can actually email us, adcreeps at gmail.com. And make sure the kids in your local ads have threatening auras. Yeah, we do need that. Yeah. That's important. A lot less racism, though. Yeah, (laughs) please,
0: please. Um, You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps. We love to hear from you. And hey, if you enjoyed this ad and Mm. all of its strangeness... Mm. we would love for you to write us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. That would make our absolute day.
1: Yeah, I'd love it. That's what the cow would want.
0: The cow would want that. Mm-hmm. And we
1: don't know. We can't exactly.
0: We're not sure about this cow. No. No, we're sure. But we would like reviews, please.
1: She's a bad cow. She's a bad cow. <laughs> wow. Okay, I think that's it. Yep, that's it. Until next time, we are Shining signing off. off. But first, a weren't for my spouse.